It's now time for the Mindset Motivator with Chris Simons. Quick short tips to help improve your life. And now, here's Chris Simons. Danny, my man. Yes, sir. How are you? Bro, it's a pleasure to finally be here. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this for a while. It's a long time coming, right? Yeah, now we're finally here. Some good discussion. It's a beautiful Friday. So let's um let's go deep. Let's go into the, the taboo of... Uh, Black, don't choke. Black Lives Matter. Let's make mm. it is a huge topic around the whole world. Last year was crazy, especially in America. Yeah. You know, as we're shooting this now, it's in um, January 2021. We've just come out of 2020, which is the, probably the craziest year a ever in our lives. Essentially, <laughs> it's literally crazy for everybody. Yeah. Um, but Black Lives Matter. How you know? What's your views on it? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it you know, what? What? How does how, did, how does the world, you know, where do we go from here? What, what happened? Black Lives Matter. From Danny. From Danny. See, like, this is, this is where it's hard for me. Mm. Because, once again, I believe in the mission statement. Yeah. I believe in the cause. Yeah. I believe in the group. Yeah. I believe in everything, everything to do with it. Yeah. But, like, I just feel... Like you shouldn't need an organization to stand up for what you believe in. Mm. All these people posting Black Lives Matters on their page, all these like uh, links to the to the bios, they were never there before. You didn't even have anything before this mm. that was linking you to Black Lives Matter or anything like that. All of us, you've been an over an overnight. What do you call it? Um, overnight raving supporter. Uh, like what, yeah. what is it called when you're an overnight enthusiast? Uh, you know, I call them enthusiasts because yeah. if you really bowed it, you've been bowed it before mm. last year. You know, you've kind of like a sheep herd, a sheep like. herd thing, and all of a sudden, like man, black people being extorted by cops is not fucking new. Mm. This is not new, mm. but it takes a group making a group called BLM to make everybody join BLM. It's not a gang, dude. This yeah. is for a cause. Like, something yeah. really happened to so someone. to make it consciously aware we've had enough. Like, yeah. changes need to happen. Yeah, and I get it that, okay, BLM is going to go down in history mm. like the Black Panthers. Mm. You know what I mean? It's going to go down as a massive change that, or a massive moment that brought about a lot of change, and it has, yeah, which course. is really good. But then it comes back to my whole thing about why do we have to understand? Why does it have to be a group? Mm. that makes a massive Instagram hashtag and put your screens black for one day on a Tuesday to make everybody wake up and be like, black people get treated badly. It didn't mm. start last All year. All these people just come out of the woodwork. Like. Yeah, and that for me is what my problem is. Mm. You know what I mean? That That's my only problem for yeah. it. Yeah, and like for me, I didn't put a Black Lives Matter... Um, and that, that's not a that's and not a problem. It, it shouldn't it be. It wasn't at all that I don't love black lives anymore. We don't support it. It was like I'm not going to be the sheep just because everyone's doing it. Because yeah. it's actually these people. A lot of people that are putting up actually doesn't mean anything for them. They're just doing it to like oh, I'm doing such a good deed. I'm too scared to look at me. Oh but my god. Do you know honestly why I can? Say and people get the shits. They're like, oh, you didn't do a Black Lives yeah. Matter post, like. No. You're something wrong with you because or you're racist because you didn't put the post yeah. up. Like, no, that's just yeah. ridiculous. And I had to explain to people this is daily being mature now. They didn't post because they're not educated, man. Mm. And that's honestly it because yeah. you don't know. It's not that you want to take a stand, but it's like I'm not properly educated to have a solid enough opinion. Yeah, and that's fine. 
Well, let me educate and you. And people want to put the thing up. They don't even know what they're really put doing. The, yet. Doing, like, oh, someone died from a cop that was black and everybody's doing that. And my favorite Instagram yeah. is doing it. So I'm going to do it too. Yeah. But that's just as bad. Yeah. As, as, as just like standing there and putting your hand up for something you don't believe in because you, you're seeing everybody else do it. You're, it means you're nothing. It's, it's, it's like the cried wolf kind of thing. Exactly. So it, it and that's why nothing. we have the conversation now. Of what not, do you feel about exactly. it? And I don't know because we've got all these people that are talking about it that do they really believe in mm. it? And what have they done since the posting that picture? Exactly. Like, Whereas I truly believe that the, the human individuals like you they don't post, doesn't mean you don't believe, it's just that you don't understand. Yeah. There's a little bit of a misunderstanding there and you want to know more. Mm. You would rather sit down on a personal level. I don't fully know, like obviously I know I'm supporting, you know, Black Lives yeah, Matter, which is great. You're a normal but human. I did that before, I don't need to put a post, I've always done it. I always so believe. let's get deep, let's get deep, Danny. So you were telling me um, offline, before mm -hmm. we started, yeah. um, about some racial, um, you know, some events that happen in your life yeah, in Coogee yeah, yeah. and a couple more so tell us what was life like growing up as yeah. a colored man tell, yeah. tell us it about was, that well to be honest with let's you let's go man, to the, the, the taboo the taboo topic. questions we're, we're oh, doing it let's no, go like we're no. doing the black lives matter yeah the and look, everything it. we say here Matt everything I say is all from personal experience you know what I mean everything that comes up if you're listening and you get offended that is not our attention no it, that's that's on you we're just trying to Bring a bit of awareness. In. It is what it is. Yeah. There's no fluff. So growing up, it was all good. In New Zealand, like you don't really, uh, we don't know. We have this thing called the Treaty of Waitangi that was invented a long time ago, man. So everybody just see each other as equal. But the thing that I think we need to understand here is that racism, because we don't, it wasn't such a taboo thing in New Zealand growing up. It wasn't so like, hey, you have the Aboriginals here and the white men here, how yes. Aboriginals were still seen, um, you know, it was a foreign fauna as until about maybe 15 years ago, right? Yes. 15, 20 years ago now. New Zealand was never like that. Yes. You know, we we, we all cool. Um, but what we need to understand is that the words that were still said between each of our people and between each other was still fucking disgusting. Like, yeah. Sorry about the language, it was disgusting, man. Yeah. Um, and you know, like being a child growing up, you get caught in that, but like, I was like I was saying to you before, looking back on some of the events of, of how I got treated by some teachers. Yeah. And then now having to talk to my mom now that I'm older and being like, hey, when you went to when I was a child and you yelled at that teacher, Mr. Sheer, I'm gonna call him out because he actually ruined my last year of primary school. Mr. Sheer. Mr. Sheer. Was that because of like, was he being racist to me, mom? Like, was he, was he singling me out of class? So, so you're saying that you were in class mm, and you yeah. get singled out by your teacher. So, was he a white man? Yeah, so we would yeah. have a bunch of boys. My best friends, I was the only brown boy. this is boy. in New Zealand, right? Yeah. yeah, I was one of maybe three brown boys in my whole high school. So I, to be honest with you, when I was in my suburb, I never left my suburb. So I thought I was the only brown person in the whole of Wellington, to be honest. So going to high school was a massive shock for me. Um, so all my mates growing up, we were all, like I was considered a white boy. If you were to say I was black, I'd be like, Really? <laughs> yeah, that's all I knew, man. Like I was going to chilling. I was like the one broke kid that had all the rich white mates. I'd call them rich, but they were just you know working class. Wow. And um, so this teacher, he used to he used to just like say, oh, you know, all the boys are talking about, be quiet, be quiet. All right, everybody, be quiet. Everybody, be quiet. Danny, you are still talking. Go sit in the little corner. And I'm like, what? I look at Nick, and even Nick would be like, why, why, why am I not getting talk? It happened so many times like that, and that was mm. the reason why I can say that that's the situation, because that's how it always was. Everybody sit down. 
I was maybe like a group of four that were the last to sit down, but I was the one that got told to go sit over there. Yeah. Everybody's still talking, everybody stops, and I was a group of five, yeah. but I was the one that got singled out. Yeah. You know, so it came to time now where we have a traditional basketball game. I'm not allowed to play it. My mom's asking why. I said, I don't know why. She goes, you have to have a reason. I was like, mom, I don't know why. Wow. I think because I was talking in class, she was like, yeah, okay. She understood that the first time, you know, at the start of the year. Yeah. And then, you know, I couldn't play in the touch tournament. And then I couldn't play at the hockey tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wasn't allowed to go to uh, the social dance. Yeah. And then she was like, what was what's going on? Like, you, you know? So the parent teacher comes, parent teacher interviews come up at the half time of the year. And my mum sits down with him. And he, she starts listening, listening, asking questions. He's like, oh, he doesn't stop talking. He doesn't do his homework. She goes, that's a lie. Can I sit down and do his homework every night? But my mum knew the guy. Like, I don't, I wasn't like a bad kid, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that all passed by. And I think, I think my mate, James, I think it was his mum had said something to my mum. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think Danny's getting treated right. Wow. And she just looked and goes, what? So she came to me and she goes. This is from his friend's mum. My, my friend's mum, yeah. Oh, and this wow. is one of my best friends, dude. My best friend's mum helped put me through school. Wow, wow, like, wow. He, and he, he was, uh, a, what was he? English, English Asian, you know? Like, it's, uh, it's all I know. I just know multicultural people. I accept everyone. And yeah. so I'm sitting at his family's house, his yeah, 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 nana's, and my mum comes over. And so they come over and mum goes, Danny, do you think you're getting treated differently in school? I was like, no. Because I thought that was just that was being the discipline. Norm. Yeah, that was like, the norm. it had been happening almost now for like four months, dude. I'm just getting my rocks were being told off. Yeah. I didn't see it. I'm sitting in class one day, we have a reliever teacher room. I see my mum walk past the door. The way my uh, year eight classroom was, we were the bottom floor, all the juniors were upstairs, and we had a window that went around the classroom to the office. So you can see everybody walking to the office. I see my mum charging and she looked at me and she smiled. Oh, she's going for it. <laughs> and then I see my mum's sister walk behind her. Oh, she was, sister. She smiles. Yeah, but my oh. mum came in, Batman and Batgirl, like literally. So she comes in. and I'm After like, she's just found out that. Yeah, so this is, like, this is the next day. So that happened on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday's past. She's asked me about the rugby tournament, the hockey tournament. So why didn't, what happened the week you didn't go to the hockey tournament, Danny? Uh... Oh, that week when everybody, when the bell rang, me and the boys were still playing touch and we came in a little bit late. Who was with you? Me, like James Hayden, you know, like every time, my guys. Oh, so what happened to them? Nothing, man. I was the last one in through the door. But you guys walked into the group? Yeah. But they didn't get put outside. No, I had to sit in the hallway. You know? Always, yeah. always, always, boys, sitting there. Wow. And so mum comes in one day and we're sitting there and I can hear my mother yelling from down the fucking corridor at this teacher screaming her lungs out, man. She walks past, grabs me out of class, and she goes, don't worry, it's all better now. <laughs> I don't see Mr. Sheen again. Wow. That day, Mr. Sheen got fired. Okay. He is no longer allowed wow. to teach at a Catholic school within New Zealand. Wow. And that is a true story because that, that, that information traveled around the school and it went to, uh, my mum works at Teachers University yep. in, um, in New Zealand. And so she went and told the Catholic board one plus one is two, but my mum's the program administrator at the New Zealand Teaching School, so. Mm. Yeah, that guy's no, no longer like yeah, I can, I, Yeah, I can say it's like emotional. I can say yeah, like yeah, it's it's like crazy. It's I'm shaking again, because I'm just like, oh my God, man. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, that guy was crazy, dude. And he ended <laughs> so up, you obviously, you know, you've gone through a lot, yeah. and where you are now, how you've changed your life, yeah. Would you say that you've gotten rid of some victim mentality? Like you haven't, you let mm, that mm, stop you. Nah, you haven't been like, nah, nah, nah. You nah. know, like this happened to me. 
I'm gonna go off the rails or I'm gonna get them back or you know I hate white people or I hate teachers whatever. No way, man. That's that's stupid talk, man. Like, um, look, were there times in my life where I tried to push the blame? But that's another rabbit hole, man. Like my yep. blame always got put. I always pushed my blame to my father. He left my mum when I was about four years old. Okay. You know, so that's where all my blame went. Okay. Uh, and but the victim mentality for like didn't really come if I'm to be honest with you until I came to Australia. Yeah. Not even the victim mentality, the mentality of like, what the fuck, is, like, why me? Like, yeah. you know, like, what have I done? That, that, that type of mentality. Before that, I was always like, okay, that's cool. I've just got to listen now. Okay, that's cool. If I just apply myself yeah. different, it'll change. Yeah. Okay, so that's always been me and it still is me. Yeah. But the first time I actually took a look and thought like, man, like this is, this is the world doing this to me. Like, this is not my problem now. Like, I, I, I don't know what I've done. Like, mm. this is, I don't, you know. You're like, asking different questions. All these questions, you mm. know, like I didn't know what was going on. If I was the issue, if the world was the issue, if the system had been put in place or was it people before me? It wasn't until I came to Australia and I started getting denied from clubs for nothing. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you've told me about I this. I told yeah. you about that. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, this is how this all came about, you and me talking, right? Because you saw my post about me crying in Coogee, yes. right? I, I, I went to the club, and, you know, I went to Coogee Bay, and I don't know if I should say the name. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, no, like, I went to Coogee Bay. Bay. Anyways, the security, hit security guard, I met him two it's weeks no later. fluffy. No yeah, fluffy. I told the hit security guard two weeks later the story. Let's talk about um, mental health, yeah. racism, yeah. mental health. How, What's your views on mental health and racism? Like, does it affect your mental health? Does racism affect your mental yeah, health? Massively, yeah, to, to To say it doesn't is, is almost foolish, you know? Like, because how can you not have, like, something that's out of your control that holds you back from being one of society, essentially? Yeah. From being seen as normal. Like, quote, <laughs> yeah. normal. <coughs> Ostracized in a way, like you, you know. How can you see something like that and not think it's not going to affect your mental health? Mm -hmm. You know, how how through every time you leave the house, like you would, it would just absolutely fuck with your mental health, man. Your anxiety would be spiking. Is everybody why is everybody looking at me? Do they like me? Do I have to act? If, well, that's how I feel. I don't know yeah. if there's an actual term for it when you go out, but I am constantly on ball of how like, big I am. Yeah. Constantly on ball of how I look. That's anxiety. That's yeah. your, that's your... massive, man. Like you know. When and I it's walk, a form of stress too. You're stressing about, mm. you know, shit, what are they going to think? Am I going to get in? Yeah. Shit, I don't want to, you know, wreck it for everybody because I can't get in. Like, and see, like I've started, I've started coming to the last two years. I've been sort of seeing like a counselor and stuff. And I started realizing like, yeah, man, like all these things that happen put anxiety on you. Because yeah. you're constantly second guessing yourself, second guessing your opinion, second guessing why you look, second guessing what you're doing. Most definitely. You know? And you never, you, I don't, I honestly, but I don't know how the Aboriginal people aren't as angry, aren't more angry than they should be. Yeah. Like, I, I know a group of them are. Yeah. And I know a group of them have a bit of anger, but they don't show it because they're kind of like, ugh. Yeah. But man, those people got fucked up. I think, yeah. And I feel so bad for them. And I didn't know that until I came here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and for me, that's why I think so many of like my mandem that are like from Taurus Kuri backgrounds yeah. had mental health problems. Yeah. Because their whole life growing up, they yeah. were chased by the cops, they were chased by like gangs, they were chased by people because of their situations, of what they look like, the way mm. they talk, the way they dressed. Mm. And because of that, they are now like my like some of my mandem, they they're depressed as man. Mm. Depressed as shit. I think they can't even pinpoint why. Yeah, it's because they lived their whole childhood. To me, when I'm talking to them, I said, "Because you lived your whole childhood in fear of being yourself." 
And you feel you're, you're not connected in society. No, like, and that's why they say we have to go back and connect to the land. Mm. You know, that's why they always get back to the mm. land because some of them don't even feel normal out here. Yeah. They come out to the city and it freaks them out because mm. they've already been known to be scared of the white man. Yeah. You know? Well, I know, I know totally in um, places like um, Western Australia, yeah. Northern Territory, where there's um, you know, a lot of Aborigines. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of you know fighting and anger like yeah. there against. Like I know um, you know a friend that used to live in WA. He, he took me there once into into Western Australia, and he goes, "Man, honestly, don't look at them twice. Like, if they look at you, they, they'll want to fight you. Like, mm. they, they'll fight you. Like mm. yeah, just 100%. like because they're, they they're angry and all that, and just." Yeah, there's a lot of hate there too. Yeah, you know? and see, and because of that, that's all they know. Then that affects your mental state of how mm. you view people, how you see society. And you're just always angry, and that's not a you healthy come out place to, to this be. world, to Sydney world, from Western Australia, and you see that essentially, for lack of words, this this side of the town, we it's run by the white man. Yeah, you know, it, it is how it is. Yeah, but they don't like that, and that, that's where it just starts to play in your mind, man. And you start going through the city, you're hating everybody, you know, you're looking mm. at everything two times. And it just creates this whole mm. stigma around it where now the next generation coming up, mm. if they're not educated properly, it just carries on. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I first started in, um, in the personal training game here in Sydney, I was working at the NCIE in Redfern, which is the National Centre of Indigenous Excellence. Yeah. And we were working with a group called, uh, I think it's called Tato Taupo. Tapu Taupo. It is a program that they run there. Uh, it's a free boxing program on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. And the police from the central police station come into it and they box with the kids. Yeah, right. We have white women, white men from the neighborhoods. It's a promotion for all of them to come in so they can have this integration where these kids growing up, people that they bring in from the Northern Territory, that they bring in from, um, uh, what is it, Dubbo, and all Dubbo, these cultures yeah. that haven't been exposed to the Western culture yet too much. They try to bring it together so that they can see, okay, we can box with them, they're cool. That's a cop who's a white man too, and mm. that's cool to hang out with him. He's cool to chat too. It's not everybody. Yeah. And so that's what the program was on, and it's sick, man. You know, we'd leave the class, and you'll see little indigenous kids sitting down at the white cop constable, and then having breakfast chatting. That wouldn't have happened six, seven years ago, mm. you know? Ten years ago. Mm. Never would have been a thing. My, like, and that, that type of integration now that's happening in the communities there, that's how this whole mental health barrier stigma gets broken down. Yeah. And these kids can talk about it more. Because yeah. it's not in, in my culture, mm -hmm. and like my mom still finds it's real hard to deal with, it's not a thing to have mental health problems. Oh, pray to God. Yeah. God will take care of it. That's what I get told. Yeah. But that's not the case here. Like, yeah. Do I believe in God? Yes, but... Especially in Australia, it's not a big faith society. No, it's no. not a big faith society. And so, like, now you've got mental health, and then you've got faith, and then you come into the conversations we're having now. Does racism affect mental health? Yes. Right? Yeah, it does. But what happens when, in our black culture, we don't deal with our mental health by talking to each other, but we deal with it by praying to God? Mm-hmm. We ask our mum, hey mum. Connect mom, to the universe, yeah, thing, connect to higher source. But yeah. I want to talk to you about it. Mm. And so now you see this loophole that we're creating here. Mm. Racism affects mental health. No one to talk to because culturally it's not something mm. we talk about. And then you can't speak to your family, your co because they don't know either. Mm. Like, they have, like I'm the only one in my family that, oh, they call me, they call me my family the mediator. Because mm. when everything's going shit, 
I'm the one that they talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm the only one that has a level head to ask you what's going on in your head. Yeah. And I asked my mum, I'm going to me, you know, I've just gone through like a breakup and moved down and stuff. My mum asked me what's going on. I said to the mum, I can feel like I, I have a bit of depression coming on and a bit of anxiety to leave my apartment because I don't know what's going on. But I know that that's just me getting it used to change. Yeah. So I was trying to say, I had the answers to my problems. This is just how I'm feeling. Yeah, it's just, you've got to go through the exactly. motion. Yeah. My mum threw back at me and goes, ah. Oh, so what happens when you don't go to church, you should have done what I said and just stayed here wow. in Zealand. And my love, mom, don't ever get me twisted, but man. A big belief on that. She's a, a God-fearing woman, the best they come, first generation, you know, like first generation island migrant, like well, that's all they know. Yeah. And I'm down for it because that's all I know too. But when I want to talk to my mother <laughs> and, yeah. and, and not to God, I want my mother, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, that's where now I'm at this point where I'm really happy we're having this conversation because then you have racism, cultural beliefs, and then you have faith in God. And it's like this, this big ball mm -hmm. where in our culture to deal with the mental health is to believe in your faith. Yeah. But then it's hard because the racism and the mental health is almost being brought on by other people. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the situation I'm at right now with my mom in terms of mental health and talking about it. My mom doesn't want to talk about it because mm -hmm. it's not a thing. <laughs> and at the same time, like she doesn't really have the tools to deal with it. Like, exactly. We're just all doing the best we can with the tools we have. Yeah. You know? And the tools she's used is faith and you know God. That's got her through it, right? Yeah. So. And that's what I essentially got generations of 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 black families through it mm. is because they always had a belief mm. that something better was going to come. Something, and I'm here for it because that is what gets me through. Yeah. Believing and having faith that a day of equality, a day of change, a day of being seen mm -hmm. as the same is coming. And that's cool. And, that, and that's kind of what this podcast, you know, this um, session with Dani is about, um, is to shed light on it, to yeah. shed light because it's a bit of a taboo, especially in Australia, it's very, it's not spoken about much. And, you know, you say the racism card, it's like, oh, yeah. it's almost talking about, you know, like you say, Muslim, do you say, Muslim, do you say do you oh my yeah. God, Black Lives Matter, it's like this tiptoe bullshit around. I don't think that's helping. No. I think discussions like this to understand each other, what you're going through, what I don't even really go through, I don't even really understand as such because I don't have to, you know, think about, am I going to go there, like, am I big, my colour, mm -hmm. you know, all that get picked yeah. on with that. And You know, you go in and 10 times out of 10. Yeah. At the time I'm sitting down, I put up my story, I'm sitting down with um, Nick Kyrgios and Chris Kyrgios having, having breakfast. That's, that's straight so up. this is unbroken means to me. So um, apart from the fact that we stand for the people, the third string, the fourth string, not the first string that always make it, but look at the people that show up yeah. day in, day out. Yeah. Don't know if they're going to make it. Don't know if they're going to get selected. Don't know if they're going to get their pay rise, but they show up. Yeah. And they keep showing up day in, day out. And this Unbroken. Is like, to be a part of Unbroken is to be a part of a family that celebrates the process. We've never been given anything. We've failed more than we've succeeded. But the measure of a person is in how many times, how many wins you have, is how well you bounce back after you've taken a hit. As humans, we spend majority of our lives trying to be different to the crowd. In doing so, we lose sight of what makes us unique and what makes us happy. At Unbroken, we like to take differently, we like to do differently and encourage our customers to be exactly who they are. Our in-house team is constantly seeking the next move. We are constantly adding these one percenters to make sure that oh. what you get, your service, your garments is different. Yeah, yeah. And this kid said to me, why can't you spit out your words? You got gaps in your teeth, you black can't. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. <laughs> what? 
Wow. Right? And that wasn't even for my wife, dude. Man. That was for my brother, too. That's for like a salvo on that. And I was just like, what? Like, these are the things. And do, 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 um, you know, same color, you know, black and black. When you put shit on each other in racial, like you're fucking yeah. black like this, is, is it the same? Like, but, and this is, is what it, this is. Is what it like, because you know, you I think in America they say it, like, the N word, and yeah, I'm not going to yeah, say it. Yeah. And, but, like, and so, and no, like, we can talk to each other. You know, like we said, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. How is, like, the, I saw a, a politician getting in trouble about saying all lives matter. No. How do you feel no. with this? How, how is the all that, lives matter? I, I, another funny story. I actually kicked a member of our group out of Unbroken because of that. What? He said all he lives said matter. He said all lives matter. Because that's not the point of discussion right now. Yeah. All lives matter is the dream. Yeah. That's not what's happening right now. Yeah. And that's the truth of it. And yeah. like, he put up a post as I am black, didn't ask how I was. I wouldn't say I'm brown. I would say I'm brown. I wouldn't say I'm like African black, but I'm not white. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. My coach, who was uh, at the time, was shooting for Unbroken with us. He's black American. Yeah. He spoke on behalf of Adelaide at the BLM march. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, he's a big spokesman for it. Yeah. And my, business well he was he's an associate i guess you could say posted it was like i'm tired of all of this shit fuck that shit all lives matters victim but and i just missed him and i said joel wow that that's not even the discussion this a hundred percent all lives matter to think that that was even an option is dumb and delusional yeah. that's not the argument here the argument here is that the specific race at that point of time, in that time frame of our lives, was done by by this cult. Yeah. And then the black community took a rise mm. and said, yo, this is an ongoing thing. Mm. Man, the Asians could have done the same it's thing. Like the, the Hispanics could have done the same thing. The that broke the camel's exactly. back down. Every single racial group could have done this. It was coming. They just were the ones to do it. Yeah. And that's all it was. And what they're saying is not that all lives don't matter, but we all matter. That's yeah. all it is. But right now it doesn't. So the whole all lives matter thing, that really doesn't sit well with me, because it's almost ignorance. You're deciding to see past this and have your own private agenda, be like, oh, no, fuck that, all lives matter. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You have to first be educated, but then they can't, you can't be angry, because they're not, obviously, once again, educated yeah. on the actual words that they're saying. Yeah. They haven't actually done their research to look behind yeah. what the whole movement, how it started, why it started, and why we're here, where we've come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so for them to understand that, they're not, if they don't, I, sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot to do with um, respect as well. Like, even if you don't understand it as such, like Black Lives Matter, and you want to think like, but wait on, all lives matter. Yeah, we get all lives matter. But still just have some respect for the movement of yeah. Black Lives Matter, we get all lives matter. Everybody knows this. Yeah. But we don't need to like take it away from Black Lives Matter. They, they, you know, there's a stand for it. There's a point why this is happening. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, it's not just like a racist thing to divide white and black no. people. It's be like, hey, this is fucking happening. Yeah. We want to make everybody aware of it. We know yeah. all lives matter, but this needs to be fixed. Yeah. So, so I think they're looking at it and be like, 
oh no, fuck COVID. All diseases matter. Let's start worrying about yeah. it. It's not. We no, know. We, we know, know that, that COVID is fucked, and we know that all these diseases. But right now, COVID is the big thing. COVID is the big dog in the house right now. The, yeah, yeah. And that's all it was. It was just like for so long, it's just been boiling, boiling, boiling. And you know what? It took a guy being pretty much choked to death on the concrete mm. for it to out of yourself. It's embarrassing to yourself. Person. Like You're you just look like a piece of shit. Piece of like, shit, man. And like, so it's not cool at it's all. not cool and yeah. like you don't actually do anything by commenting like if you were trying to bring awareness or something you oh, look like a dickhead like, if you got like a the only thing you could say is nothing at all yeah, or like, wow that's awesome yeah how cool or wow lucky especially like, when like you're blessed to have such so many cultures in touch with you on this is that do you know when a form in australia it says, are you Australian, yeah. Torres Strait Islander, yeah. Aboriginal? What box are you? And you can even call some places in the government and they ask you. And it's like, I've been thinking in the last year or so when I'm like, how can I help change this stigma of racism and Black Lives Matter? And I think, well, when I tick the box, I'm white or whatever. And then I can imagine if a Torres Strait Islander or Aboriginal ticks the box, it's making us different. Yeah. Like it's making us different. Unknowingly. Unknowingly. Two different boxes. Unknowingly, it's like the white guy goes, oh yeah. And then the Aboriginal, the Torres Strait only goes, yeah. And then it says, are you Torres? And it goes like a bit deeper and all that. And it's like, well now, we're actually putting you and actually you're signing it to yeah. go, yeah, we are different. Like, and it's like, how is this bringing us closer? Only- how, how do we... Like, I get it, there is a, a point to it. Yeah, I, I get, yeah, I I get, get it. I get that the form, the, the it's f- to there to put you guys in a box so we know what culture you're from and for certain forms to understand that, okay, this person may get government funded yes. of sort. But unconsciously, you have ticked and put yourself in a box. Like, how, how does, you know, the Torres Strait Islander and the Aboriginal feel like, are we ticking it? Like, does that mean we're less? Yeah. Does that mean we're, yeah. like... What are we? Are we like weirdos? Are we gremlins? Are we gremlins? Because like, really, they're the Australians. They're the natives Australians, yeah. right? But so you're making them tick Torres Strait and non-Australians tick Australia. So this is this is like yeah. I think it's a disconnect. So I don't know how to fix that. And, and before we go deep on that same form, I, I don't know if you yeah, noticed the box. they have male, female, and unknown. Is it unknown or is it other? I think it's unknown. It's unknown, I'm pretty sure, because I did a post on like a story on this and I said, is anyone out there? I'm just a bit confused on how there's an unknown. And somebody actually got back to me, a lady and says an unknown is more of a feeling than... Like the non-binary thing? It's non-binary. And I'm I'm like, I'm open to it, but I'm trying to understand because it's like, but surely you can go to the doctors and get a blood test and it's going to tell you whether you're male or female more or... Surely, it's not going to come it's up on that half the time. So that's another confusing thing. That that's a whole other topic. Like, I've never liked my boss. Mm. I've never had a boss I like. I hate them all. Sounds like your first boss open to being a great guy. Mm. That men actually can be good people. Yeah. As well. So this is an, there's another lesson in this. I feel that you know maybe everyone's gone through life and experienced things. Maybe there's a possibility that there's another life that you're not living because you're just doing the same thing over and over and you don't know what you don't know. And if you always do what you always have done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. Yeah. You can't change if nothing changes. 
Exactly. I think I saw that from you. Yes. I did see it from you. Yeah. Right? Nothing changes, nothing, nothing changes. changes. So it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of change, but let's um, wrap this one up. Tell me, let's leave on a note. What What's your final note for this session on this podcast? For this session? On this Black Lives Matters podcast, motiva- motivational, inspiration. What's What's the final thoughts? The final thoughts. My first coach of rugby, he said, if it's, good, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yes, it's meant to be. And that's something yeah. I've always helped him. And it's a true one, right? Thank you, Danny. It was right. a pleasure, it was man. It a pleasure being here. Thank Great you for session. having me. Hope you have me back soon, my man. Oh, of course, man. Don't forget we'll, about we'll me. We'll be doing a follow-up. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we can get like some food in there and have a little talk about some couple food. A couple of nibbles. A couple of nibbles. Sorry, man. I'm Next a big time. guy, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Just thank you, bro. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have my word and I hope you guys enjoy what I had to say. Like it's yeah. just personal experiences and honestly if you guys listen to this, please reach out, let me know what you think. I'd love to talk to you guys more. Yeah. Even just give me a follow, let me know you listen to the podcast, I'll follow you back, we can chat more, but thank you, thank you for listening. Appreciate that. Thank you. It was dope. Thank you. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Mindset Motivator with Chris Simons. If you want to take your life to the next level, check out Chris